Good morning, church. Welcome once again as we give you the word. I want to remind everyone to stay safe and um, let this be a word of encouragement and not a replacement for a church service. In fact, on Wednesday nights, we've begun to post uh, Wednesday night Bible study again, family Bible study. It's a guided devotional um, Bible study that you can download via audio on all of our platforms. Um, and the idea is that you meet as a family once a week on a Wednesday and you um, hear the message, um, answer questions that are given. Sometimes the speaker will direct you to other resources or post some questions that you can discuss as a family. Um, so please uh, keep a, a lookout for that and download that and continue to grow in that way as well. And we're having different speakers um, record those messages every week. I'm even asking Pastor Stambiso and Pastor David if they would contribute uh, to that via audio recording Wednesday night um, family Bible study. So that'll go up on Wednesday. If you're subscribed to um, Audible, if you have Spotify, if you have Apple Podcasts, um, just look for FBC Whitbank. Just follow it and you'll get it when it goes live. <clears throat> for today, our call to meditation, rather, not to worship, is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Paul and his fellow servants in the gospel suffered great discouragement in the ministry. This is applied to gospel ministry in this case. But I think it's true <clears throat> in many areas of life. Uh, listen to what is said in verse 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We are troubled on every side. Let me say that again. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, in other words, confused, worried, pondering, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Lord, we do pray for this wonderful affirmation of your sovereignty 
and your grace and goodness in our lives and the power that you have over every minutia of all creation and let we help us to to trust and remember that as Paul did in times of discouragement in in the ministry that we may be cast down we may be worried we may feel these emotions but that we never lose hope in Jesus name we pray amen <coughs> So last week we looked at the two psalms and, you know, I ended up calling it um, a word about worry. <clears throat> but I felt that there was more to say. The Bible is full of ways and, um, and pleas and cries for this, uh, in distress and, and worry and, and there's so many ways we can think there's so many angles we can approach this idea um, we looked at last week um, <clears throat> that in the one psalm in times of worry and anger and even doubt he continues to turn to God in prayer in his thoughts and in his actions and in the other psalm People were worried for such basic needs as water in a desert, and yet they turned away from God. <clears throat> we're going to talk about that now from Psalm 43. Um, like I said, I felt that there was more to say, and, and I've been... Uh, speaking about the psalm to so many people this month, I even had to go back and check if maybe I didn't preach it because I've shared it with so many people. So I want to share it today as a message. So today's message is called, um, last week was a word about worry. This is something to say about sorrow. Let's read it all the way through. And then pray and hear what the Lord has for us. I walk patiently. No, no, that's Psalm 40. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Deliver me from the deceitful man. For you are the God of my refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I walk about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let me let them bring to me let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling place that I will go to the altar of God so that of my joyful gladness, the God of my joyful gladness, with harp I will give thanks to you, O God, my God, that why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquainted within me? 
for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with him with understanding. No, that is Psalm 47. I skipped a page. Hope in God, the psalm ends, for I will give you, give him thanks, the salvation of my countenance, my God. Dear Lord, thank you that we can get real lasting help from your word. Thank you for this day. I pray that the worries and anxiety and the sorrow in our lives, that today's message will guide us back to you and back into your presence. Help us not to stray and save us, Lord, from our own selves and our own destructive natures and tendencies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Vindicate me, O God. Save me as a judge and plead my cause to an ungodly nation. Last week I asked you, are you worried? And I guarantee almost everyone would say yes. Today I want to ask you a similar question. Are you sad? Are you sorrowful? Do you have depression? Are you grieving and mourning? I think the ratio would be very much the same. Almost every one of us would say yes, in some capacity or another. The psalm is for you, for us. Plead my case against an ungodly nation. So these things are happening to the psalmist that we can relate to. And I'm going to relate it to now that, that he feels that he has been wronged by um, um, the external forces around other people. The psalms from last week express something similar. But here are the three things that we feel feel when sorrow and sadness and, um, and mourning are about us. We feel wronged or oppressed. It might be truly the case. In the case of the psalmist, he asked God, deliver me from the deceitful and the unjust man. Maybe the sorrow is not always caused from external um, forces or, or, or people. Maybe it is. Losing jobs, being treated unfairly, unf um, family, friends, unkept promises, um, broken marriages, um, children, fathers, mothers, brothers. And there's so many people in our lives that could um, turn us away from trusting anyone again and can bring great sorrow into our lives. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes 
It's the second one. So number two, he feels abandoned. And we feel sometimes abandoned. For you, um, it says, um, deliver me from the unjust man. Because he says, for you, O God, are my refuge. And then in the same verse, he says, why have you rejected me? Lord, I thought you were my refuge. I thought you were the place I could go to. Why does it feel like you have abandoned me? We know that's not the truth. We know in reality God is always with us. But the Psalms are raw expressions of human emotion and prayer and worship that we as human beings can relate to. Perhaps a loved one has passed away. Perhaps the person that you that you relied on, that you that was your your the shoulder to cry on, the person that um, went through life with you, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, friends and family, and now they are no longer there. Perhaps we move away. Um, a helicopter is flying over the church building perhaps we move away perhaps those people pass away and then we are left alone do you feel abandoned it can be a cause of great sorrow and sadness in our life <clears throat> what about number three here the psalmist express his emotional and vent, uh, mental frailty, his, um, his vulnerability, my thinking is not well, even though there might not be an obvious cause. Do you suffer from chronic uh, depression? And that a lot of it is within our physical bodies as much as getting the flu or getting cancer or getting another type of disease that um, some of these things affect our very um, physical brain but then we feel as though It bleeds into our spirit, and it does. And the two, spirit and body, are integrally connected. We cannot separate the two. The one does affect the other. And if there's something wrong in our body, it can affect our mind and vice versa. And sometimes both at the same time. But sometimes there's no obvious cause. And yet... We still feel, listen to what the psalmist says. Um, why do I walk about mourning? He does say here, because of the oppression of the enemy, question mark. He's asking, why do I feel sad all the time? Is it? Is it because of the oppression 
of the enemy? Yes, it could be. Many times um, our sorrow does have a cause and we address those causes and we approach our mental health holistically. But do we feel mentally frail? So those are the three things that surround our sorrow and sadness. Do we feel wronged? Do we feel abandoned? Or do we feel mentally and emotionally frail? We just don't have it in us. The psalmist gives the answer, of course. What must we do? We know that our, our, our emotions are not sinful, uh, and, but it's the outward expression or the, the, uh, what, what leads us to action. What step do we take when we feel these things? That's what matters. And that is what we must keep in mind. He says... Lord, send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them lead me. Let them show me the way. It says, let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling place. Now in the nation of Israel, they had the temple, the localized presence of God on earth, his holiness where he dwelt. People turned to the temple when they worshipped God because that's where, that's where his holiness resided. That's where uh, um, he was centralized. He's everywhere. But there was something special about that holy place in the temple. That's where God was. We don't have that anymore. The Bible teaches in the New Testament that the Spirit indwells us and every believer is now the temple of, of God. <clears throat> so how do we then enter the presence of God the same way an Old Testament Israelite would go to the temple to be in the presence of the Lord? The same um, path that they tread we must tread with light and truth. Lord, let your truth lead me back to you. Do not rely on this person says this, and this person says this, and this expert has this idea, and this expert, yes, get help if you need it. Grieve if you do. Let yourself be comforted and be surrounded by people that care and speak into your life. But always, always, always measure that against the truth of the word and seek truth and understanding from the word. Let it be the road you walk, the, the, the signs along the way, the GPS navigation to take you back to the presence of God. Sorrow can make us feel detached from God. It can make us feel removed from his presence. <clears throat> Secondly, we must turn to him in praise. So firstly, we must turn to him, we must turn to the word for truth. Secondly, we must turn to prayer 
in praise. Listen to this. <clears throat> then I will go to the altar of God and to the God of my joyful gladness. He remembers where the source and the, um, and the foundation of his gladness resides, where he can find true happiness in God. With harp, I will give thanks to you, O oh my God. So he worships, he, he speaks about worshiping God in thankfulness. <clears throat> when we worship God, we can, prayer is a form of worship, and we pray thankfulness and praise to God. Have you thought about doing that when you are surrounded by sorrow and sadness and depression? and you're mourning the loss of your loved ones, and you're dealing with um, chronic mental illnesses, or you are living a life of sorrow because of regret and bad decisions and circumstances and wrongs, to turn to God, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you if you have your health. Thank you for your health. You can, you can thank God for an innumerable blessings. Truly, we overlook so much that God has given and provided, even in times of sorrow. This is one way that we can uh, lift ourselves up from that. To turn to him, firstly, in truth, that it may lead us back to his presence and when we are there let us praise him and thank him even though our hearts and our minds are sad and thirdly we must turn to him we must turn inwardly in self-contemplation Paul quotes in the New Testament and Old Testament um, proverb to when we are angry or when there is strong emotion, <clears throat> instead of hurting the people around us with our words or our actions, we must retreat to a quiet place and be by ourselves and speak to God, it says, and, and meditate. Now, the word meditate in biblical literature doesn't have the same connotation it's not emptying of the mind but it's thoughtfully and intentionally um, thinking through things when we meditate on scripture we thoughtfully intentionally allow ourselves to be um, uh, occupy our mind with that scripture in other words we occupy our mind we we meditate why am I angry? What did I say and do that might have been sinful? Should I go apologize to someone? Has some, what can I do differently in the future to avoid that, that anger? So that's um, involving anger. But I want to illustrate that the Bible speaks about advice of turning inwardly and contemplating and speaking to ourselves. In other words, self-counsel. 
<laughs> Listen to what this man says when I get a phone call from myself in children's worship. Oh, my soul. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Verse 5. He's speaking to the inward man. Why are you troubled, in other words, within me? Sometimes we need help coming to these conclusions. Self-counsel is great to consider if I'm sorrowful, if I'm sad, why? Why is this happening? Sometimes we need help to come to those conclusions, such as friends and family and pastors um, that are qualified in counseling or encouragement that know you and that know the things that you've gone through that can help you answer that question. And sometimes we need professional help, uh, psychologists. I'm not ag against them. <laughs> Make sure you're testing what everyone says to the word. That's my only requirement. But he asks himself, why am I troubled within myself? It can help us overcome that sorrow or deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis if it's a chronic issue. Lastly, the psalm ends. Hope in God, for I will give him thanks, the salvation of my countenance and my God. This is interesting. <clears throat> the difference between, as Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 4, we were troubled, but we did not despair. And even though we were broken, we were not destroyed. <clears throat> that as a believer, as a child of God, you have something, you have hope. That even though you are sorrowful and sad and depressed, we have hope of restoration one day, we have hope of the coming of our Lord, and we have hope that God is faithful and, and powerful and he is on our side. Despair is what we see in an unbelieving world. When they also mourn and are sad and are depressed and sorrowful. But what hope does an unbelieving world have? Where I've seen horrific ends to sad stories, suicide, and other 
self-destructive things where the despair, the hopelessness is so great, um, it will break your heart. Jesus Christ came to this world to suffer and die for our sins as the Son of God, as God um, um, himself, as a man, so that if we place our faith in him, turn to him in repentance of our sins and say, Lord, I, I place my faith in you that you died on the cross for my sins so that I may be forgiven so that I may be reconciled back to you, no longer rebellious. And that I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and were raised the third day according to the truth of the scripture. Lord, please save me. He came to bring that hope. Next week when we look at Luke again and the birth of Jesus, Christmas in July, that is what the angels proclaim to the shepherds, hope. So Christian, you might be cast down, you might be sorrowful, depressed, mourning, hope in God. The very last um, line of this passage he says and I will give thanks the salvation of my countenance do you know what the countenance, word countenance means it means your expression it means that Lord I will look up again and I will smile and I will laugh and there will be joy again. You are the savior of my soul. But you save me from the here and the now as well. Not by removing me. Not by making it magically disappear and, and, and go away. But because my hope is in you. I know that you will save my countenance, that one day I will, and I do. I pray that this may continue to be an encouragement to those who are at home. <clears throat> Isolation can amplify these feelings of sorrow and worry and depression. Please be encouraged by this message and please continue to, as a church, reach out to each other over WhatsApp. How are you doing today? What's going on in your life? A church member phoned me yesterday. Her aunt and uncle passed away from COVID and uh, I would like to pray for that family now in closing. Uh, please remember her as well in your prayers. Lord, we pray for all the loss we've experienced. 
I'm praying for two families that have once again had loss in their life um, through extended family, people that pass away because of COVID. All three deaths are related to this virus. I pray that you may be with them and as a church we may continue to comfort each other and bless each other and encourage each other. And I pray for comfort and encouragement for the, the loss and the mourning surrounding um, these families. And Lord, we continue to trust in you and, and, um, and place our faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day.